0: Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.ca. I've heard that over and over and over, right? We are the church. We don't have to come there, right? So I'm going to blow that right out of the water. I'm going to break that tonight, right? We're going to break that. You may think you're the church, and we are the church, right? People are the church. It's not this building, right? But you're not the body of Christ. Come on. You're the church because the church is the people, but you are not the body of Christ. If you do not get in the fellowship, do you know what you are? You're a little pinky at home. I've got my pinky, I don't need anybody, I've got my pinky, uh, see how far you get, because we need the whole body, right, the whole body knits two together, so if anybody ever tell you, well, I'm the church, I don't have to go there, I'm the church, and I'm sitting on my living room and I'm the church. I tell you wiggle your pinky because you're not the body of Christ. That went over good. It gets feathered. Calm down, calm down. The church is God and God is the church. You can't separate it. I've heard people said, you know, that they got upset with the church or people in the church and they said, you know, that uh, I, I love God, but don't love the church. Have you, have you ever heard that? I'm going to break that down too. God is the church and church is God. Period. If you don't love the church, you do not love God. And God said he's coming back for what? His church. I tell people, so, you don't want the church? Remember he picks me up? Because I'm part of the body. I'm part of the church. I'm going to wave to you, baby. And you can say what you want then, but I'm out of here and you're not. Because you're coming to pick up his body. What day are we in? We're in the last days. So in Matthew 24, trial 13, Jesus here is answering the disciples. And he's talking about the last days. And he said, And because lawlessness, will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And do you know, um, now, probably Pastor Greg knew that because he's, he's well-educated and smarter than I am. But I always thought, you know, love for many. So, you know, my human love, my love for you, grow cold you know my love for my brother there grow cold but when you look that up it's a adapting love said no it's not personal love it says in the last days what day we're in In the last day when lawlessness abound the love of god will grow cold for many the love of god will grow cold for many so what's happened? The love of God, when we're at the love of God, that's where we move, that's where we function, that's where it says that you faith is moved by God's love. And if we got no faith, we can't even please God. And so what happened? Listen, what happened if I get mad at you and I leave and I think that you messed me up and I'm mad at you? No, you didn't mess me up. I'm not mad at you. I've lost the God love in my heart. And because when I lost the God love in my heart, then I just got Bill and Bill is nasty without God. And you said amen. So God given his love to us when we came, he said, here, he said, I'm gonna give you my love, my adapting love, my God love. When God is love, he said, I'm giving it to you. But then we can back away from it, we can move from it, and you know it says that here in Revelation 2:5, he says, think about these times of your first love, right. Think of these times of your first love. How different it is now. Think of it. When you first came to God, and, and the times of your first love, and how different it is now. And God is saying here, and he said, and turn back to me again. And turn back to me again. Listen, I didn't come serving God for the ministry. I didn't come to, just to attend a church. I fell in love with this man, Jesus. Come on, I found love with this man, Jesus, and and that love motivated me to get in the body. That love motivated me to get trained. That love motivated me to take a crazy RV across Canada because that love motivates you to do what you wouldn't do. And that's why God, he didn't say... He could have said, return to this, return to that, but he said, you got to return to my first love because without that, you're not going to overcome. You're not going to make it. That went over good. Okay, I need a volunteer. Thank you, brother. You, brother, what are you looking at your phone for? What are you doing, phone... What are you doing, phone 911? <laughs> okay, come on, brother. Thank you. Give him a hand for yeah. volunteering. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. See, I'm listening to you. I got my notes here. Okay. <laughs> Family, one day that will be important, do you? What day. <laughs> Your job, maybe you need to make money someday. Okay. And money. Oh, sorry about that. Ugh. Get over it. <laughs> okay. Stand here. So, so, here's some, because we, um, we look at bad stuff and that. But here, when God showed me this, and said, Hebrews 12, 1, it said, Therefore, we also, since we have found by a great cloud of witness, lay aside every weight and sin which Jesus ensnails us, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So when I started praying about that and, and looking into it, and so, so then whoever our, wherever our love is greater than Christ himself. Do you hear me? Wherever our love is greater than Christ himself, more important to us than Christ and our Christian race. So, so when, when family, I'm going to throw it out and then I'm going to back up with the word. So, don't, don't uh, let your hair down and get all up in of shape. When family, money, or your job, and I could have put, you know, pleasure, you know, I could have put driving truck, right? I could be, you know, making beautiful cabins, you know, ladies getting your hair done. Spending your husband' money on shoes and clothes and all that, right? And so, so here is family bad. You ought to think about that. Is family bad? No. no. <laughs> Jeez, this is a hard crowd. Is money bad? No. no, y'all hold on to it. Is having a job bad? Uh, yeah, depends if you want to work or not, right? So then, then it says uh, in 1 Timothy 6.10, it said, The love of money is the root of all evil. The what? The love of money is the root of all evil. Is money evil? No. But the love for it. Okay. Um, now the family. All right. I was going to do the original King James, but that would freak you all out. So I said, no, God would we'll get one a little bit better than the original King James. So Luke 14, 26, if anyone comes to me, who came to Jesus? Well, half of you didn't not save it. We're doing a salvation call in a minute. Okay. Anyone who comes to me, anyone who comes to Jesus, must love me. Come on, must love me far more than he does his what? His father, his mother. That he must love me more than his wife. Sit down there, I'm looking at you right now. He must love me more than his wife, more than his children, more than his brothers, more than his sister, and definitely more than himself. Right? Right? Or he cannot be my disciple. You know why? Because if we gear the love to other places and then try to gear to to Christ, then our love is polluted. And then before you know it, before you know it, then family becomes your all in all. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that when God wants you to go someplace. He wants you to go on a mission trip, you two. Okay. And then you say, and you say, well, I can't go. You know, I've got my family. I love my family. I can't go, right? And that's where the, listen to me, that's where the lot is off. I know you're all looking at me funny, but you're good over it. Money. Where money becomes that you have to get it. You need money, 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 right? And money becomes the love of your life. Come on. And, you know, that's why, you know that's, why, that's why God does tithes and offering. Do you think he needs our money? He don't need our money. He tests our heart. He said, are you in, are you in love with your money more than me? Right? And, and he say, no, no, not me, God, not me, God, not me, God. And God says, okay, I'm going to see that. I'm going to see, now give to me. And your your hand is glued on your wallet. And your, and your wife is saying, honey, we should give. Shut up, shut up. And, and the wife's pulling your, your hand and trying to get your hand off your wallet. And you're saying, wife, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. Come on. I know that's, nobody ever does that, but just in case you do. And then your job. Your job can become your life. Come on. So that, whatever that is, Ministry. Do you know I can love ministry more than I can love Jesus Himself, and so any any anything that greater love than God Himself, and it says that. So then, when it says, and that's what it says here, it says that uh, it says weights and sin. And I always I always thought it was weights of sin, but it's not. It's weights and sin. Right, And so, so it says weights of sin, sin that can take you out of the race. So sin in life can just take us right out. But listen to me, but weights can slow us down that we cannot run the race like we ought to. So he's got all this on, he's got all this heavy weight, and God's trying to get him over there and, and to run his race, but he's not running how he ought to because he can't. He's got these heavy weights on him. Because why? Because his heart of love for God has now went other places. And when you love God first, then he'll make sure that that love goes where. But you know what we need to do? We need to get rid of all them weights. And then we can begin to run the race. Come on, we can begin to run the race like we ought to. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, I'm on a roadblock. Now. No, no, I'll get over it, man. Come on. <laughs> you come you, come on. You're like one of them Christians. I'm dragging you. Come on. Because then we can run how God wants us to run. We got to whatever weight is, whether it's pleasure, whether it's family, whether it's money. Thank you. Give him a hand. Good job. <laughs> whatever holding us back, listen to me. We're in the day that either we're going to overcome or we're not. Come on, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee because we came to God and said, God, I I said a prayer, and I'm going to be all right. There's no guarantee for any one of us that we'll overcome. You heard the numbers. You heard the numbers. So I believe that we all can overcome. Amen? Come on. We all can overcome. You know, do we love Jesus? Well, we got two, yes. Just wait. This is not going to go. I'm going to auction you off. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, I have Jesus over there. Jesus, 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 do you love Jesus back there? Oh, back there, do you love Jesus? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I got another one there. That's three, four, nine, five, six. Oh, man, I have seven, seven, eight. Wow, well, nine. Come on. You, man, we're going to save for, pray for him. He's going, he, I'm going to get moving. And his wife hid him. Say so move, I'm not moving. Okay, I had to work you into that. Work you into that. Jesus, help the help us. So we all love Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, well we'll see. But by the time I'm done, if you really love Jesus, oh boy. So, yes, if we love Jesus, then we've got to take care of people. That's the test. When he said to Peter, and he went to Peter, and he said, Peter, do you love me? Come on, like I asked you, but I'm not asking Jesus. And like Peter, we would say, like all you. Well, you really didn't. I had to force you to, but you, you know I love you, Jesus. Right? And then, and then he comes back to you again and say. Do, do, you, do you love Jesus? Well, you know that I love Jesus. Are, you know that I do. And then he asked him the third time, do you know? Do you love me? Well, and then by this time, Peter's getting mad. He said, you know all. You know I love you. But in there, when he, he was making a profound statement, he was trying to test us like he was testing Peter. And what that was, well, if you really love me, then you better meet the needs of the people. Spirit, soul, and body. Come on, that's the test. It's not coming to the church where, now. Yeah, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And then someone comes past across your path, and look, looking for help, looking for prayer or money, and you get in my way. I have to go home. My wife wants me. Why are you bugging me? I don't know. If Christian would do that, but just in case you do. Come on, because Jesus wants, listen, Jesus wants this love he gives us to do something with this love. Not just to sit in church, but do something. If we really love him, well, let's show them out there that we do love him. And how and whatever that way is, meeting some needs, money, praying for them. Just encourage him. Do we love him? Do we love him? And we can all overcome. But Jesus left two important principles. These are not the all in all, just two important principles that he, he left was for us to overcome. Number one, we need to love God with all of our heart. We've got to have that God love in our heart at all times. Do you know the hate that's in the world? The misery in the world? And, and we can't fight it out here. We can't fight it out here. We've got to fight it from here. We've got to have that God love. Do you know in marriages, why marriages end up in divorce? Because they lost the love for each other. They lost the love for each other. And, and so, do you know in the bride, the church, why people leave the church? They lost the love for God. And they lost the love for his church. That's why they leave. Not all the other reason. They've lost God's love in their heart. So we need, we need God, that love. You know, I, I, when I went through this, I'm saying, God, no one I want to overcome, no one I want to finish well, but I, want, I need your love. I need your love. Not love for all the other reasons, not love for myself, but I need his, the God love, the real love, the pure love. And then, guess what? Then you don't look at people the same way. You don't tear them down, you build them up. Come on. You don't think you're better than them, but you think they're better than you. Come on. That's Bible. That's that's God's love. So we haven't got a people problem. We've got a love, God's love problem. So that was the first principle he put out, and he put out to Peter, and it's for every one of us. He was testing, do you really love me? Do you really love me? And the second principle that he left with us, he said, he said, uh, okay, you got, you. got we dealt with the love problem, but there, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. So he dealt with the disciples on, on you need my love. But then he looked at them and he said, this is not working. You're not going to make it. Not going to make it just having God's love. So what did he say? Guys, no, know you got to make it. So principle number two, he said he laughed with his disciples and us. He said, you need something else other than just the love of God. And he said, you need to go to the upper room and you need to go to your prayer closet, your personal time to be filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit. He's saying love wasn't enough. God love wasn't enough. He said, you need my love and you need my fire and my spirit. That's what you need. Or you're not going to overcome. And when he showed me this, when he showed me this, uh, there was two ways that, two times that the disciples received something. One from Jesus. Hear me on this. Jesus breathed on them. Could it be, could it be, because God what? God, when he breathed, he breathed his life into us. Could it be that Jesus, who was love, who was compassion, right? Could it be that before he went to heaven, when he breathed on the disciples, could it be that he breathed himself into them? Could it be? Because that was number one. Number two, then when they went out to the upper room, then he put the fire of the Holy Ghost on them. His love and his fire. You want to overcome? You want to overcome? I want to overcome? We need to get back to his first love. Turn back to him. Why didn't we come to church? Why didn't we come to God? We came because we love him. Why do we do it now? Why do we not do it now? Why do we give back then? We don't give now. Why do we not reach people? Why? Do you know, when I came to the Lord, I phoned everybody up. I phoned my drunken buddies and they thought I was, you know, dope up, drunk up. They said, you what? I said, Matt, Jesus. And they said, who do you meet? <laughs> you know, they thought, man, I want some of that drug you got, man. It sounds good. I phoned, I phoned them all. I said, you've got to meet this Jesus, man. And then I phoned every family, every family member. I phoned them. I said, guess what? Sister Barb, guess what? What? I said, I met Jesus. She said, who do you meet? I said, I met Jesus. He said, are you nuts? I said, no, I'm not nuts. I met Jesus. But then, I'm just being honest. I know none of you like that. But over time, over time, brother, that kind of fades out. kind of fades out. and kind of fades out. And then you ask yourself, come on, I know nobody here, but do you ever ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing? Where where is this going? You know, what's what's the picture here? And in Canada, it looks like everything that could fall apart has fallen apart. What is the picture? Well, I don't care if the picture's falling apart because I know the artist that drew the picture and he's going to begin the picture and he is going to see it finished. But we have to believe in him. We have to know that I don't care how much I've been hurt. I don't care what's happened in my life. But I'm going to get back to the feet of Jesus and fall back in love with him. And no matter what I do or don't do in the body of Christ, that I'm going to love him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my might. And I'm going to begin to love people like he loved them. And I'm gonna need the fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm gonna need it, you're gonna need it. Do you know? In in churches now that was fire of the Holy Ghost. You know, I went to church in the 80s and 90s, and they were, man, they were on fire. You know, they were on fire speaking in tongues. People were falling over in the seats. Devils were manifested. People were getting healed. They just had a prayer meeting, and it would go all night. People would get up and, and pray in the spirit, and then somebody on the other side of the church with a bun in their hair, and they, they would say, God is saying you. And, and when they used to say, God, they have that you know, loud, crackle voice. God is saying, I'm listening to God is here. I'm going to get under the seat. I don't know what's going on. Where, where is that? Where did that go? Where did that go? Have we settled? Can I get that fireplace up? Turn it up. Have we settled for a counterfeit fire? The fire looks like a fire. It sounds like a fire. But there's one problem with that, brother. It looks like a fire. It sounds like a fire, but it cannot give off any warmth. Could it be that we have settled for a counterfeit fire in the church? We have settled for a counterfeit fire. It looks like a fire. It sounds like a fire, but it's a counterfeit fire because it's got no warmth of Jesus Christ in it and it's got no power of Jesus Christ in it. We think that we pray in this We've settled for a counterfeit fire. Looks like a fire. Sounds like a fire. But it can do nothing for us. We have settled, listen to me, we have settled in the church across our nation for a counterfeit fire. It looks like a fire. It sounds like a fire. But it's got no warmth of Jesus Christ in it. And it's got no powder of Jesus Christ in it. We need the listen. We need the love, pure love of God. And we need the fire of the Holy Spirit. And back in our life. Okay, thanks. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pray and if your heart that you're here and you're saying, you know what, you know what? I want to get back to that pure love of God. Somewhere along the line, life is life, and and it's kind of leak out. And then I want to get back to where, where I get that fire of the Holy Spirit. I want to do whatever it takes to in that fire. It said when it says to do not forsake assembly yourself together, but it says stir up. The love. You know what that love is? Not his love, not my love. Throw up the love of God in each other. And then do works. Read it. Read it. So if you forsake some of yourself together, we can't you and I can't stir up the love of God and for good works. It's talking about the God's love. Do you know he's talking to Christians? He's not talking to the unsaved. So, if if you want to feel that, you know, that that love is not the same as it was one time, that God love. And that, uh, plus that you want to be, ask God that you want to be quickened in your spirit by the Holy Spirit fire. We need the two. We need the love of God. Come on, we need the love of God. And we need the fire of the Holy Spirit if we're going to overcome. We're all in a Christian race. But the bottom line, we have to ask ourselves. You know, you guys may all think you're okay. Maybe you all are, are okay. Maybe it was just me. But I know I, when I got into this, because it don't go out before it comes in. And I've been on this weeks, and even asked my wife to pray for me. I can't even, I don't even understand this fully. But once thing I do know, then I fear, not overcoming. I fear not finishing well because you know it's not about me, but it's about the people watching us. About the people watching us. So I'm just wanna—if that's you—and just want you to raise your hand, and we're just gonna do one prayer for all of us. But if you don't, if you're okay, praise God. But we we'll just do one prayer that, that if you need the, say God, I I need you to revamp that love. I need you to quicken that love that I once had. And plus, I need you to quicken that fire I once had. If that's you, just put your hand up to to God, not to me, to wave to God. Thank you. Thank you. Father God, we're all on the same page, every one of us, Lord. We all want to do the best we can do for you. We all want to overcome. We all want to finish well. So you see all of our hearts, Lord, and our hands raised. Then you would, Lord, in that, that love, your pure love, that Godly love in our hearts that you put in. Let that, let that be cricken, Lord, that that love, your love, your compassion would be bubbling up in our heart one more time, God. If we love you, we will reach out to people. Lord forgive us where we we lack in that area that we lessen that area forgive us father but lord quicken each and every one of our hearts with that love one more time do it again god do it again. thank you for joining us today we pray that this message has truly blessed your life for more information go to bigchurch.cc